Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Blessings, blessings, blessings to you this beautiful day. Hallelujah. I pray that you are having just an incredible day in the Lord, wherever you may be, whatever you may be doing. Always know that it is a choice to have joy. So if you choose joy, you choose the Father, and his joy is your strength. So no matter what is going on in your life, you can still choose to have joy. Welcome to the It's Real Radio broadcast. I am your host, Elder Coilette James. I am so, so excited to be sharing the airwaves with you today and also with my wonderful, wonderful co-host, the very, very beautiful Mrs. Tanya Roberts. How are you today, ma'am? You know, Elder, you, my sister in Christ, my queen, my beautiful confidant, my mentor, I can call you all those things. I love you. And it's just such a beautiful pleasure to be living one more day. As you say, we choose joy. We choose peace. We choose life. It's so easy to allow yourself not to choose either one, but I know what it's like to choose it, and I know what it's like not to choose it. So I thank God, as you say, just to be in the land of the living. Thank you. Amen, amen. I'm I'm telling you, you know, we have to get to the place where we appreciate the little things, you know, things that we would normally take for granted, just to, to stop and take a deep breath. You know, most of the time we take breathing for granted, but there are those that struggle with each breath they take. Each breath is painful. Each breath is 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 um, something that they have to turmoil for, you know. So we have to get to the place where, Lord, I thank you. I thank you. As you said, sis, you know, he woke me up this morning. It's another day. He has given me the opportunity to have life and strength. Amen. And to be able to praise his name, you know, to be Amen. able to praise his name. Amen. Uh, Jay Moss has a song that came out many, many years ago. And to be honest with you, I don't know, I don't remember the name of the song, but I remember there is a line in the song that says, just because I'm breathing, 
I'm going to praise your name. Just because I'm breathing, I'm going to praise your name. You know what I'm saying? Amen. I, that's how I Amen. feel. That's how I feel. Amen. Just because I'm breathing. You've given me another Amen. breath. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And you know what? Jeremiah also has another song that says, if I was a pen, then I would be a writer. If I was a symbol, Mm -hmm. then I would be a song. So no matter Mm -hmm. where you are Mm -hmm. in your life, no matter where you feel like you are, then you're at a place where God can use you. It doesn't matter if you feel like you're at your lowest of lows, if you're at your highest of heights. Please understand one thing. Don't let the devil trip you up and sniff you out of your blessings. It doesn't matter. Mm. If you are a pen, you can still be a writer. If you have a Mm -hmm. voice, you can still be a song. So wherever Mm -hmm. you are in your life, you can still make yourself something and always know something. Like you saying, sis, God loves you. He loves Mm. you in spite of your your mistakes, your transitions, your life, your, your, your shortcomings, whatever you are. And that's the, the traditional, what everybody always say, the back, 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 back in the days, you could never be forgiven. I was always taught hellfire, brimstones, and down, and 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 go straight to hell if you made a mistake. Mm-hmm. But we have to understand that God is love, God is peace, yes. God is everything, and that's what we have mm-hmm. to remember. Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because He's all those things, yet again, we can praise Him. There was a song I had posted this morning, and it and it just keeps ringing out in my spirit. We've been singing it in our church for a while now, and I, I had the, the awesome opportunity to attend a conference at the Word Church in Akron, Ohio this past week with a team from my church, which made it even that much more blessed. And, and this song was played there as well, and it's called Surrounded. And and the subtitle is Fight My Battles. And the song goes, this is how I fight my battles, right? This is how I fight my battles. And it says that although I am, I may be surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. So when you know in your heart that even though, you know, you may have things coming at you from every place, from every situation, you know, you know you're in the midst of the battle. You absolutely positively know without a doubt you're in the midst of the battle, and it feels like you are surrounded on every side. Know that in the midst of that surrounding, you are surrounded by God. It is like Elijah talking to his servant. And the servant ran in there and telling him, Master, Master, we are surrounded. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, open up his eyes. Let him see that there's more before us than be against us. And when he opened the eyes of the servant to spiritually see, the servant could see chariots of fire surrounding the army that he was so concerned with surrounding him. So we have to, that's why I'm saying this day, it's a day of joy. I choose joy. I don't care what else is going on around me or in my life or what have you. I choose joy because I choose the strength of God because I know he is surrounding me. He is going to carry Amen. me through every situation Amen. I have to encounter. Amen. Every situation. Amen. So now Amen, that, that transitions us into today's topic. <laughs> okay. Seriously, um, I called my sister a little while ago, and I'm like, you know, are you at work? Can you jump on? And she was like, yes, because we've missed the past couple of Sundays. Last Sunday was Father's Day, and 
So, you know, we didn't even try to do it because we know everybody was taking the dads out for dinner and what have you. And the Sunday before that, we were at my my church celebrating my pastor and, and some of the congregants' um, graduation from college with bachelor's degrees and master's degrees and things of that nature. So we did a, a, a reception for them, which was really, really blessed. So I, I just felt this urge in my spirit. We have got to get back on the air. So, and when I called her, you know, and said, well, she said, well, this is what we're talking about. I said, I don't know, let's just wing it. She said, can we talk about life transition? And I was like, yes. So, you know, I yes. want you to know, and I'm going to turn it over to her in just a moment, but I want you to know that what we have started to show out with talking about choosing joy, talking about, you know, the joy of God being our strength, that equates to getting through the life transitions that we go through. You know, because transitions are not always easy. And I just want to read this one little thing, and then I'm going to turn it over to Tanya. But I pulled up life transitions. I Googled it and got this little mantra about it. It says, some transitions happen without warning, and they may be quite dramatic, as in cases of accidents, death, divorce, job loss, or serious illnesses. Other life transitions come from positive experiences, such as getting married, going away to college, starting a new job, moving to a new city, or giving birth to a child. So I just I read that, and I said, you know what, really powerful, because all transitions are not bad transitions, just like, you know, there are some transitions that we are forced into that we really didn't want to be a part of. Yet and still, you still can choose joy in the midst of your transition. And with that, sis, I give it over to you. Wow. I think you could have, we could have made the whole hour show out of everything that you just said. And praise God. I just I have a passion for it right now because I'm going through transitions. It's spiritual transitions. It's physical transitions. It's worldly transitions. It's all kinds of transitions. But you got to remember that no matter what you go through, God loves you. Please, 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 everybody remember that. God loves you. When you go through transitions, yeah. you don't always make the right move. You don't always say the right things. You don't always feel the right way. I'm one of those emotional type people. My sister will tell you I've always lived on emotions all my life. I didn't know anything else to feel or to do or to know. Um, people around me were emotional. You know, people that I went to. So, People, we live off emotions, but that's not the way to go. What happens mm. when God changes your life? What happens wow. when what you always believed in, you realize you have to question it? What happens? Because, see, when mm. I was raised, how I took it, I didn't say how my sisters took it or anybody else in the church took it. How I took it was if I made a mistake, I could never be forgiven. God doesn't love me. He's mad at me. Um, I'm, I'm doomed. I'm going straight to hell. See, that's what mm. I was raised on. That's what I believed in. Now God has transitioned me to say, I'm love. Everything mm. that you've ever heard of before, everything that you've ever known of before was a lie. I'm mm. love. I love you, Tanya. Wow. I love you when you fail. I loved you when you made that mistake. I loved you when you took that first drink. I loved you when you did that first thing. I loved you when you was out in the streets. I loved you. Mm-hmm. I loved mm-hmm. you and I kept you. I love you even unto death. See, we don't understand. See, we just had several deaths before us, people that we didn't even know, but we knew of. Um, the lady with the handbag, Kate Face. Mm, Kate Face. Forgive me. 
Mm-hmm. Please forgive me. You know, you had the mm-hmm. chef. I love the chef shows. I used to watch him and say, man, he has everything. My husband used to say he has the ideal job. Wow, we were like boasting on him. Hear me what I'm saying to you. A clothes designer. We had other things happening, people we've lost in our own lives, personally. There are superstars and celebrities, too, in our eyes. What happens when transition? What happens when you wake up one day and you think that that day is going to go one way and it turns around and goes another? What happens? Mm. Just literally two weeks ago, I went to go take, I'm going to put myself out there in my real estate test for the second time. Second time, a year from the date. Now they've added new stuff. And the way I missed it, if I would have known that new stuff, I would have passed it. I didn't pass it again. What happens Mm. when I walked in there and I knew I had it? I was speaking to authority, speaking in power, speaking in might, speaking in confidence. I knew I had it. What happens when I looked at the score and say, you didn't pass? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, transition happened. I was like, Lord, I believe. Lord, I studied. I know I studied this time. I I looked over the information. I did this. I did that. What happens when I looked at Kate Spade and the chef and the other people and I said, man, you have everything. How can you not want to live life? How how could you look at life different? And then finally, my spirit showed me. I was encouraged. And before I knew it, I was discouraged. Transition. That Sunday, I woke up. I was feeling good that night. I thought I was in shock. It was my husband's birthday. We were just trying to get into the moment, disappointment. And then I woke up that Sunday on the 10th and said, I didn't pass my test. Oh, my God. This was supposed to be my whole life change. This is what I depended on. I, I, I knew I had it. I studied this time. What went wrong? What did this? They did some new stuff on there that I've never seen before. I told my husband. Mm-hmm. Talking to another friend of mine, her husband came in. She said, my husband did the same thing. He didn't pass. He said it was some new stuff on there, over 20-something questions. He's never heard of before. So then I said to myself, I told my husband, I'm never going to take it again. I'm Forget it. I'm a loser. Everything the enemy tried to pull on me from the past came on me. Transition. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something about the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. As my sister said, we woke up this morning. No, I didn't pass my test. And everything the devil tried to do, despair, every word despair, everything in the past, everything of anguish, everything, like a floodgate came in on me. And I began, I was so, so, so down. My husband was looking on a tablet. Y'all better hear me when I tell you my husband ain't computer savvy. He looked on the tablet, and that day he pulled up something from Joel Osteen. It says, even through disappointments, God loves you. It's for a reason and mm. a purpose why things happen. And he pulled that up, and I remember crying sitting on a toilet stool, you guys. I thought, oh, no, I'm a loser. Oh, my God, this is what I need to bring my spirit out. This is what I needed, I said. And my husband said to me, Weren't you guys just on the show saying your value? Didn't you ask what your value Mm. is? And I thought, yeah, I did. He said, what is your value? You got one more chance to do this again. I got one more chance, everybody. But I was walking across the parking lot to my job. You got to hear me what I'm saying to you. I went to work that next day, that Monday, and I promise you, Tuesday something happened, and I was walking out of there, flipping birdies up in the air, saying I wouldn't care what happened. They can have it. And then they said, turn around, turn around, come back. 
They got a full-time position for you. I said, I'm not coming back in there. They said, come back. They got a full-time position. I don't know what the reason was. I don't know what the purpose. And when I went to go sit and talk to my boss, he said to me, I was going to make you full-time. And he made me full-time. The unexpected. Mm. The turnaround. See, I said, once I pass this test, I'm going to do this, 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 and that. And God said, no, not right now. You go, I'm a, I got this for you. And then you're going to do this, this, and that. Mm. What happens when the expected, unexpected comes? My dad, several, several years back, said, mm, my liver swole. When he went in there, they told me you're in stage four liver cancer. Make up everything. You don't have long to live. He lived 11 months past what they said. What happens when the unexpected? Now, my mom's a widow. And what happens when the unexpected comes, when your child is not there anymore? We had several deaths in the area that I'm in, 14, 15-year-old boys being shot dead. What happens when the unexpected hmm. comes, when you don't pass that test or you don't get that job or, or you don't get that car or, or you don't get that house? What happens when the unexpected comes? Do you still praise him and say, I know that you love me? And even though it hurts me so bad, I know you know what's best for me. I know that you've made another path for me, another way for me, another opening for me because you love me. You said you would never leave nor forsake me. And he said, I will always love you forever and ever. The song by James Nielsen. I've been listening to that on, on, on and off. I will love you forever and ever. And that's how God is going to love you. Don't get off track. It doesn't even seem right. But get back on track. Mm. And God will make your life all right. I know he will because I'm living life on purpose. I'm living life transitionally. Every day that I turn around, every day that I wake up and I say, thank you, Lord. I go into work. It's a different battle. But I want Mm. him to be glorified. And I want him to be magnified. And I want him to be lifted up. And what I ask the most of all is let me hide behind the cross. Are you the one that don't have much to eat out there? And you're telling God, this is all I have. I'm going to take what I have, and truly, I'm going to die. Are you waiting on God for a miracle? Are you waiting on God to touch your life like you never? Have you had an addiction Are you ready to be off of? Are you tired of battling and fighting? Are you one of those people? But when transition comes, are you ready? Because transition mm. doesn't always be the way that we think it should be. Right. We don't write the story, but he does. So are you ready mm. when that transition comes? That maybe it's not the answer that you want, but it's it's where he wants you to be. Are you ready? That's the question. Mm. Go ahead, sis. Amen, amen. That's all really, really good. That's awesome. Let me ask a question um, that goes along with transition. Sometimes, you know, um, we are put in situations or we we know a situation is coming that's going to cause a shift in our life. And normally when our life shifts, there is a transition, there is a change, there is um, a newness of something that we have never experienced before. There is that I've never been this way before. And there is that anxiousness and that anticipation of the transition that um, for some can be frightening. It could be very, very scary. Um, a lot of people that I know don't do change well. They just, you know, they they get into a routine. 
They do not change their routine. They are like clockwork. You know, they're going to get off at 5 o'clock. They're going to go down three blocks, turn right, go down another five blocks, get on the freeway, get off in 1.2 miles, turn left, go down three blocks, turn right, and I'm home and I'm not doing nothing else. A rut. It is a nothing is going to change. I get up in the morning, I shower, I brush my teeth the exact same way, wash my face at the exact same time, go downstairs, make my coffee, take that coffee cup out the door, get in my car, and this is what I'm used to doing. I don't want to change it. I know my house. I know my area. I know my neighbors. I don't want to move because I know this. There are times when transition is upon you and it's going to cause great change within your life. How are you going to handle the change? How are you going to handle the fact that it is no longer routine? It is now something different. My question is, do you allow the spirit of fear to grip you to tell you that you can't handle it? Or are you going to reject immediately what God is transitioning you to simply because that's not the way we do it? We've never done it that way before. And so because you're stuck in that rut, that that momentum of I'm on this wheel, I'm that little hamster on the wheel, and I'm going to run, and this wheel is going to keep going round and round, and I'm just going to keep running on this very same wheel. I don't want to jump off. I don't want to go a different way. I just want to stay in this one place. Do we realize and understand and recognize that if we are fighting transition, if we are fighting change, if we're fighting the shift, then we are fighting our opportunity for greatness. We're fighting the opportunity to grow and to know. And we are fighting the availability for God to use us as he sees fit. Life transition, when it comes, be it from that place of darkness and despair or from that happy place, transition brings about change. It is inevitable. It is inevitable. And if you do not position yourself in a place where you accept the change, you accept whatever God is transitioning you to, then you are going to miss your greatness. You're going to miss your moment of visitation because you're stuck in your rut and you refuse to allow God to grow you up. You refuse to allow him to grow you up. You know, as you were just saying, Tam, you know, okay, so – you that you, there there was new stuff on the test. Guess what? When you go back the third time, you're gonna know the new stuff too. You know, you're gonna just grow in that as well. It but nevertheless, in this you are transitioning to a place where God is going to use you in the place you were in an even greater manner. See, we don't understand that when we transition it does not always look the way we think it should look. To you, transition should have looked like I passed my test. I can go in the Sam's Club and say, have a nice day because I'm out and move on to Amen. your life of real estate. You thought Amen. that was your transition. God Amen. said, oh, I'm transitioning you. I am shifting you. I have greater for you. But it doesn't look like you thought it was going to look. Amen. So if we are not Amen. in a position to accept the hand of God on our life in our transition, even though you knew transition was at hand, it just doesn't look like you thought it would look. 
And you know what? Since that's powerful in God's hands. Go ahead. Amen. Amen. That's powerful. I'm I'm like literally in tears right now. I'm choked up in my spirit right now because what you're saying is the truth. You know, that's what happens with us a lot of times, you guys, when it comes to jobs or marriages, our mates. It doesn't look like we think it should look. It's not the way we thought it should be. But God never told you it wouldn't be easy. When the disciples were on the boat with him and they said, wake up, you know, look at the wind, look at the, look at the waves. Do you not know what's going on? Are you sleeping? Mm-hmm. And he said, peace be still. See, what he's telling us is he never told us when we got that job position it was going to be easy. He told mm-hmm. us when we got that marriage it was going to be perfect and beautiful. He never told us when we had that house, that that car or whatever we have, everything was going to be roses. He never told you it was going to be easy. I don't see easy nowhere in the Bible. I think they told me it was like one time easy in the Bible. He said, though, I will be with you. Thy rod and thy staff that comfort thee. And I prepared the table before you in the presence, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, in the presence of your enemies. I thank him. Because even at work, I thought my time was up. You got to hear me. But more and more than I'm there, and the more and more I talk to people and the members, I know that God's work is still not done. I said, move me, Lord. I'm done. It's ready. I'm over it. And he said, not yet. Because I said, I want you to be glorified, magnified, and lifted up. Not I, but you, Christ, that lives inside. What happens when you think you're driving down the street and your GPS say, turn right? And you're saying, shouldn't I turn left? Turn right. See, you listen to a GPS when you say, let me put this direction in. And you'll trust it to get you to that destination. Why do we trust the GPS before we trust God to get us to that destination? Mm-hmm. When he mm-hmm. says, no, this is not what I said. I said, Daddy, I was hurt since. I was scorned. I was bitter. I became angry, mad, everything. No, this is not it. I was going to pass this test, like you're saying, and tell them the high tale. And hey, wait, this is what I was supposed to do. And God said, no, I'm going to just send a detour your way. Your GPS is saying turn left when you think you should turn right. See, I thought, Overtime, everybody was like, Congratulations. I was like, Is that a congratulation? I don't feel like a congratulations to me. And you know what? The Lord said, See, what you don't know is I see something up the street that you don't see. There you I go. I see some there times coming that you can't see. And yes. such a time as this, I want to bless mm. you. I'm putting you in a place. Wherever you mm. are, you're going to be blessed. You are Jacobosha, blessed in the fields and blessed in that whole in and out. See, we don't get it. You ask God for the blessing, but you say, not this, nor this. I don't want that man. Mm. I want this man. Mm. I don't want these kind of finances. I want this finance. I don't want this little mm. house. I want this big house. Oh, this car? Really, Lord? I want that car. But see, what you don't understand, too much is given, much is required. See, the bigger the car, yes. the bigger the car note. The bigger the house, the bigger the house note. And see, what you don't know is sometimes to have fine, friendly, 
the pastor husband, or the whatever he is. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be right. Trust God, even in transitions in life. Because let me tell you something. If I look at my life and I look back, as the song says, I wonder how I made it over. How I made it over. How I made it over. I don't even understand anybody. I promise you I don't. But when I look on my life and where he brought me from, again, remember something. It doesn't matter where you are. Some of us right now feel like we're fighting addiction, so we fight in a situation that we're not happy that God doesn't love us. Maybe you didn't go to church for the last three weeks or a month or two. God doesn't love me. Maybe you feel like you said something you shouldn't have said or did something you shouldn't have did. God doesn't love me. God is love. And that's what's really so tripped and so profound. Because we've always raised belief. If you don't do this, this, and that, you're going to hell. If you don't do it like this, this, and that, you're going to hell. See, we've always, we love God, but we always judged him on our worldly situations. Uh-huh. Not who he truly is. God is love. He's peace. He's joy. i never seen it anywhere where he said he was going to judge me, cast me down, or beat the heck out of me because I did something wrong. God is love. What are you going to do, as my sister said, when the transitions of life turn around? Are you going to still love him? Are you going to do sometimes and turn around and say, you don't love me because this didn't work out the way I thought it was going to work out? You told me you were going to do it for me. See, you know what he said? I was walking across the parking lot of my job going in there saying, but I thought, and he said, you know why you didn't pass that test the second time? Because you thought it was all about you. But when I show up on the third time, you won't know how mighty I truly am through it all. Mm. That's what you trust him for. And just like I said, it may not be the first time. It may. The second or third or fourth or fifth or sixth or whatever time. But you have to trust God no matter where you are in your life. I know. I said every time I say it, trust me. As soon as I get off the phone, I'm going to have to live it. Oh, yeah. You always test me on it. So let me say this to you. Hang in there. Hold on a little bit longer. I know sometimes when we thought we had somebody in our life, a friend or a sister or whatever, and they're not there anymore. How could this be? It's a transition in life. Trust God for it all. Believe God for it all and love God through it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, yes. You know what? He is such an incredible father. You, he, shows, he, he showed me something this morning that was really profound to me, and, and he's mentioned it excuse me, to me before, but it just really rang out in my spirit this morning. Now, let me... Where's my Bible? I wrote it down because, um, you know, I, I'm I'm that person that, you know, somebody can be speaking or whatever, and I'm hearing what they're saying, but God will give me even deeper revelation out of what they're saying. And it, he, he um, this is what he gave me. I wrote it down. It says, our intimacy with God is produced by our relationship with Christ. Israel was God the Father's bride. We are the bride of Christ. It is through our intimate relationship with Christ that we become intimate with the Father because Christ said, I and my Father are one. Hear me. 
we think we 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 lose sight first and foremost Christians, and this is real. Don't really like to deal with the Old Testament. They go straight to the New Testament because oh yeah, this is the Testament of Christ, and you know, and this is God's grace, and this is you know where the dispensation of time in which we're in, and so you know I don't really worry about that old stuff. I'm all about the new stuff. Okay. But until you get a firm grip and understanding of the Old Testament, you will never fully appreciate the New Testament because the Old Testament points you to the New Testament. But the Old Testament, New Testament reveals Christ to you. The Old Testament teaches you about God the Father, teaches you about his will. It teaches you about his likes and his dislikes. It teaches you about his because he has no weaknesses, but it teaches you how to embrace him in the midst of your weakness. It teaches you how to walk through wilderness experiences. It teaches you how to become one with him, just as Christ said, just as he and the Father are one. He prayed in the 17th chapter of St. John that you and he would become one, just as he and the Father are one. If you want to really understand your relationship with God, because the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, that's God, but he broke it up to us in such a phenomenal way to give us greater revelation, truly his 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 will, his ways, his personality, so to speak, all the different things that help reveal the different layers to help us understand the mysteries of who he is. If you go to that Old Testament and really study it, you'll get such deep revelation of it. So if we are going to be intimate with God and we need that intimacy with God, I haven't gotten off the topic, please hear me. We need that intimacy with God in order to embrace the transitions that are going on in our life. Until Think, think about this. If you're in a relationship, you and your husband, you and your wife, whomever, you're, you and your spouse, you're in your relationship with your spouse, and your spouse comes home and says, baby, we need to do A, B, C, and D. If you are not intimate enough to recognize and understand that that individual, be it your husband, your wife, that individual loves you to a degree that they're never going to say, baby, I feel we need to do something that is going to be detrimental to you. Because you've been intimate with them, you recognize and understand, especially wives with your husbands, and husbands likewise with your wives, you recognize and you understand that I am not going to suggest something to you, suggest, because we are in, in this fleshly thing, it's a suggestion. With God, it's a command, it's not a suggestion, but I'm just trying to get you to paint a picture here. I am not going to suggest you to some, to my husband, use me as an example, I'm not going to suggest or to our relationship, I am not going to knowingly, intentionally do something like that because he and I are one. So if I do something against him, suggest something against him, something that's not for his greater good, then I'm hurting me. Now, I said that so that you can get a clear picture of once you are intimate with God, once you have that personal relationship, because please hear me, religion has nothing to do with it. This is about your relationship with God. Once you have that intimacy with him, you're able to trust him. You're able to know that if he speaks you, like you said, says, if you, you in your mind thought you were supposed to go right and he's saying, no, I need you to go left right now, you will have the knowledge and the understanding and the peace of mind that says, God, you wouldn't tell me to go left if it wasn't specifically something you have in mind for my good. 
because your word has taught me that you will withhold nothing good from me. You're not going to direct me to something that is for my demise. You're going to direct me to something that is for not only my good, but for the good of those that my life connects with and that I have influence with. So in your transition, please hear me. That's why I don't want you to to get to that place where you're so stuck in a rut that you won't transition because you not only stunt your growth and your ability of greatness, but you're hurting those that are around you and those that you have influence with because you won't get into the place that God would have you to be in so you can't bring anybody to that place. You can't help anybody get to where they need to be. We have got to get out of that rut of doing the same thing in day in, day out, and closing off our mind to the things of God. My word told me that my thoughts are not his thoughts. My ways are not his ways. For as far as the heavens are from the earth, that's how much greater his ways are than mine. So I have to understand that if you're taking me a different way that I thought it would look like, it's because of what you just said, sis, it's because you know what's ahead. God, I don't know. I do. I know in my mind what is supposed to happen tomorrow. I know that the sun is supposed to not only, not, no, let me, let me clarify, not that the sun is supposed to rise, but I do know that the earth on its axis is supposed to be going in a circle to the place where the difference. So we got to watch our perspective about things. We see, we always talk about sunrises and sunsets. The sun doesn't move. The earth rotates around the sun, so the earth will get to a place where the sun becomes in our view, and we see it clearly. And it keeps rotating until it is no longer in our view. We have to understand that as we are rotating in life, there are things that we will rotate to a place where we can clearly see it. And then there are other times when we'll rotate to somewhere else and we don't clearly see it. Sun did not move. Sun was still there. And guess what? Shining brightly on another part of the world when it's dark in your area. So we have to recognize our perception of things. And we will not see clearly. We will not transition in a proper manner until we recognize that, oh, okay, God, you're not going to take me in a way that's going to hurt me. Now, on the outside, flesh, I might not like it. It may not feel good to me. But if my spirit is intimate with you, Lord God, if my spirit is one with you and connected with you as Christ has prayed for me to be, then I'm not going to let my flesh deter me from what you've got for me. Because I'm going to put them feelings on a cart somewhere and roll them off someplace. Out of, out of sight, out of mind, because I've got to be led by the spirit, not my feelings. You know, what you said earlier, sis, was so profound, because you've always been an emotional person. Yes, I can testify to that. But you have grown in your maturity and in your knowledge of God. You've grown in your maturity and in the ways of God. So you've come Praise to God. a place to recognize and understand, it ain't about how I feel. Please. It's not. There's a no, whole bunch not. of days I don't feel like doing something, but it ain't about gonna, come my on, feelings. Seth. Come it's on. It's not about you know my what? feelings. You got to hear me. When I go into work every day, I'm, I'm literally going into battle. I look at myself as David, 
And before I go in now, you got to hear this because I said to the Lord, this is this, 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 and this. This place is just this, this, and that. And the Lord said, see, everybody to the left wanted to do bad, but they didn't realize that they said they cared for you, but they left you in the battle of hell. So what do you do? And I thought, wow. He said, pray for it before you go in there. Don't, I said, everywhere you go, in and out, you shall be blessed. So now I pray for every mm. department. I pray that it be covered. I pray the favor of God upon my life in the name of Jesus, that he would allow me to be able to talk to not just my members, but to my coworkers, that they allow me to have favor. So they stay for me when they don't want to stay. They do for me when they don't want to do for me. So you got to understand one thing. They perform when they don't want to perform. See, a lot of times when I go in there, a lot of times I can go in there defeated, downtrodden, everything. But the transition happens before I walk in there in the name of Jesus. See, a lot of times I don't want to be happy, but God says today is happy. Sometimes I just, oh, Lord, I don't even feel like it today. The Lord say, you won't feel like it today. See, what it's all about is what God says is so. I can't explain it. I wish I could. But a lot of times we abandon God because we abandon our emotions and our feelings. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. God is not a, a man that he shall lie, nor uh-huh. he's a man that he has to confess, but Jesus is Lord. So what I'm saying is stop looking at the Holy God, Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus, like we look and review man to let us down, uh-huh. to be upset, uh-huh. to be discomforted, to be peeved off. I don't feel like it. Stop talking to him like that. But give uh-huh. respect where respect is due. Bow down yeah. before him and honor yourself before him. Uh-huh. Now, when I wake up in the morning, when before I, I like to make up my bed first, I have to bow down and kneel down before him and say, I love you because this is the day that you have made, and I shall uh-huh. be glad and rejoice in it. And you know what? Where they always, I come in to work, this is what they're saying. If I was you, I'd turn around and leave. All these people are full of hell. Blah, 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 blah. And I said, but you are God of purpose. You are God of my Um, salvation. You are God of favor in the name of Jesus. You've already covered me. When I go in there, you've already given me favor. And you know what? Even in a crazy situation, the members are like, you're the best. Thank you very much. They come and hug me and kiss me. Thank you for making this all right. We thought it was looking crazy, but you worked it out. No, I don't want any of the praise. I don't want any of that honor. But to God be the glory and to God give the praise. I want them to see Jesus in me. All I'm trying to tell you is again, see what the enemy has had us, he detoured us from our purpose. He detoured us from our dreams. He detoured us from our ambitions. He detoured us from our love. He detoured us from our peace. He detoured us from our purpose. He detoured us from all this. What are you going to do? When you finally trust God and you, the prayers that you're praying, you finally believe in, and God redirects your life. Will you trust him? Because, see, I'm going to tell you something. The devil don't want any of your cars, your houses, your marriage, your kids. He don't want that. He wants to steal your joy, take you out of your promised land, take you out of where you felt that you were. He don't want you to be happy. Why wouldn't you? I heard somebody say on the internet, if I were the devil, I would stir up distinction everywhere. When you had your nice little mansion, I'll make sure there's no peace there. When you're driving your car, I keep telling you you're going to hell, you're going to have a car accident. 
When you have your kids and your family, I'm going to tell you like they told Job, everything going to just dwindle. What would you have mm. thought Job would have done if he had given up and God redirected his pathway? Because what they said in the Bible is Job was a man of God. He didn't do anything mm. wrong. He was an upright man. Come about? Yeah, why did he come about? God redirected his life. Are you able to trust him today? Today and forevermore. Yep. You may get off track tomorrow. You may even get off track today. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Love on him and urge him back into your spirit again and watch God change things. Because he is that God of transition. He is that God of change in your life. You know, trust him. Like sis was saying, you've got to get to a place of trust in him, but you will never make it there until you get to that place of intimacy with him. Like I said, you know, if you don't trust your, your mate, then you don't trust their judgments, you don't trust their suggestions, you don't trust their guidance or their direction. And why are you with get me? To a place, real, real, that's true too. Uh, um, you have got to get to a place, and ain't nobody telling you to leave. What we're saying to you is to get before God. So you can get to a place of trust. And, and, and that, that just kind of opens up another segue quickly. You know, in transition, let me say this, and this just dropped in my spirit, okay? Trust is earned. It's not automatic in most people's lives. I am a very distrusting person, I, and I'm, I'm honest about that. I know that about myself, and I understand the root of it because of betrayal of so many different levels from so many different people, I developed a place of distrust. But here's what I trust in. I trust in God. I trust my Father to lead, guide, and direct my footsteps. I trust my God that if he places me in a position to, of influence in someone else's life, I don't have to come from a place of trust of that individual to be a help or an influence to that individual. I come from a place of trust in my God because I can trust God even in the midst of betrayal from another human being don't have to trust that human being. I can trust God. And Amen. in my trusting God, I know he's got my back. I know he's got me. I know that no matter what. See, remember, Christ chose his deceiver. He chose the one who would betray him. And he Hallelujah. knew he did. He Hallelujah. knew he did. It wasn't, it wasn't, it, you know, God knew everything. Christ knew everything. So he didn't blindly do it. He did it on purpose because God's will needed to be fulfilled in the earth realm. So somebody had to betray him. Or he would never hung Amen. on the cross. Amen. He chose Come on, somebody. his betrayer. He, he chose, chose him. His he betrayer. knew. Amen. Come he on, sis. Bring it home. Bring it home, But you know what's real, what's real deep, sis? Even though he chose his betrayer, you'll never ever read anywhere in the scripture where he treated Judas any differently than the others. Come on, somebody. Everybody needs to hear that. You'll never find it. Where he treated him any different. You'll never see where he shunned him or he was, you know, he was um, indifferent toward him. None of that. He loved him just in the same vein. 
that he loved all the rest of them. You would have never known that there was a betrayer in his midst. In fact, the only one that he called Satan was Peter when he said, get thee behind me, Satan, because you don't know what spirit you're of. And Peter was one of his close confidence. Peter was part of the inner circle. You better come okay. on. Understand come that. On. Hear me. Hear come me. On. Never treated his betrayer any differently. Loved him That's powerful. just the same. And you did That's not powerful. know that there was a deceiver in the midst until the time, appointed time had came, and he said, even one of you will de- betray me, and it will be the one that differs bread at the same time I do. Never so shine now, the light on them. Never put him on front street. Never talk down to him. Never did not love him. Now, yeah. you know what? On that, I want to say this. I don't care where you are in your life right now. I don't care if you've done, you felt like you've done the worst thing. You've given your body away. You've slept with people that you knew you shouldn't have slept with. You've done drugs that you knew you shouldn't have did. You drank. You cussed. You fussed. You went off on somebody. You were hurt by somebody. Whatever it is, God loves you. He loves you, spider. Judas betrayed him, and he never treated him differently. God is love. Don't let the devil make you get this twisted. Stop looking at mm. people because they're homosexual or gay. Stop looking mm. at people because mm. they live their lives a different way. Stop looking at people Glory. because it's not the way that you were raised. It's not what the way that you were taught. Stop looking at people because they may cuss or drink or fuss. Stop looking mm. at people mm. and think that they have no purpose. Everything that God makes is good. Everything that he does is good. We make it bad, not God, but he said he loves you spite of what you've gone through, spite of who you are, spite of what you might think about yourself. God is love. Mm. Lose that fact. The devil wants to make us think that God hates us when we do wrong and we can't be redeemed. We can't be forgiven. We don't have no purpose. What's the reason why I'm out here? I should just kill myself. Don't nobody love me. He loves you. Fight up what you think. Stop getting caught up in the worldly love and the worldly what people think about you. Stop thinking, asking God what he thinks about you. You have a life. You're on purpose. God said he created the heaven and earth on the sixth day. He rested on the seventh. It's not that he couldn't have did it. He tried to show us an illustration. Everything that God mm-hmm. did, he looked at the earth and said it is good. Everything he did, we perverted the earth. We perverted ourselves. We perverted our minds. But ask God to restore to you the joy of your salvation. Restore to mm. you everything that the enemy has taken from you. Touch your head and ask God to restore your promised land. Because that's where it is, is in your mind. Your mind is your promised land. Mm. Trust God. Right. And stop letting the enemy take from you. Stop telling the devil what you won't take back. Everything that you took from me, I'm ready to take it back. I want even greater than what you gave it, so now you really got to pay up. You owe me a lot, and you in debt to me. I'm not in debt to you, devil. You in debt to me. And every day that God wakes me up, I'm living on purpose. Every day that he wakes me up, I'm ready to take it back. I want the bank accounts. I want the statements. I want it all. I want the marriages, the relationships, my kids, my grandkids. I want it all. I want it all back. And you got to give it back in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Start speaking in authority. Yeah. 
and start knowing wow. how much your God loves you. Because if you really truly knew how much God loved you, you would live life in such an authority on purpose. I promise you, you will run with the vision and you wouldn't even stop. The reason why you don't do what you're supposed to be doing, because every time you do something wrong, you think God don't love you. He's whooping you. He uh-huh. don't care about you no more. My life is doomed. My life is over. No, it ain't. Every day he lives you, lets you live. And every day he wakes you up and breathes life on you, what you don't know is somebody didn't wake up this morning. Somebody in the hospital uh-huh. wish they had your life. Somebody in the jail Sorry. wish they had your life. Somebody on the street wish they had your life. Somebody somewhere wish they had your life. Start living life on purpose and loving God for who he is. And then you'll start oh, loving everything around you and start seeing that he truly does love you because he gave people yeah. in your life like my sister that forgave me spite of, my niece, her daughter that, forgi- that forgave me spite of, their babies, their children that love me. And I was something else in my mess. Mm. But when he gives people in your life to love you, spite of who you are, Truly, Mm -hmm. that's when you should rejoice and call yourself blessed. Mm -hmm. Just to know the hand of God never leaves you. He said, lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the earth or the end of this age. Some translations said to the ends of the earth. Some says until the end of this age. And that means that this earth will pass away. We know we know knows completely, all right? We know in part God knows completely. So in your transition, in where he's leading you, don't ever think you know better than he does or you know more than he does. You know in part he knows completely. Accept the transition. We may not like it. We may not feel it. You know, like, you know, you heard people saying, I said it too, I I ain't feeling this. Okay, or I ain't feeling them. I don't care if I feel you or not. I don't care if I feel the situation or not. If I know that I know that I know that my God is leading, guiding, and directing my life, then I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go with him. I say this quite often. I'm going to let you do you. I'm going to do Jesus. I'm going to do Jesus. You do you. Okay, because I I can't even do me. I can't do Coilette because Coilette, Coilette is jacked. Okay, I would be the first to admit that because I know Colette better than any other entity on this planet. The only thing, only one that knows Colette better than Colette is God. And because he knows me so well, because he's counted the number of hairs on my head, because he knows in what he has placed within me, because he knows the purpose for which he created me, I'm going to trust him over me. Trust his guidance and his direction over my thoughts. I'm going to trust him. So, Lord, I'm going to let you transition me to wherever you would have me. And 90% of the time, I'm going to be honest, it does not look the way I thought it would look. It doesn't. I've gotten used to it now, okay? It used to just really mess me up. I'm not going to lie. So if you guys are still in that place where God will do something, and you'd be like, oh, no, that can't be God. Or, uh-uh, why would you do that to me? No, I'm going to resist this because, no, this is not how it's supposed to be. Been there, did that. But I've gotten to a place in my life after walking with him all these years, after 
seeing the manifestation of his goodness in the land of the living, after recognizing and seeing how far greater his his desires are for me than what I am seeing on a limited basis, I've come to a place of, okay, Daddy, you got it. You know, what, what are we doing today, Daddy? <laughs> okay, how is this thing supposed to work? You know, because I don't understand. And I, I don't have a problem telling God, I don't understand this one. I really don't. I'm having a hard time with this one. I, that does not mean I don't trust you. That does not mean I'm not going to follow you in it. But I'm having a hard time with it. I don't understand. And I can uh-huh. be transparent with God. I can actually say that. But even in my transparency, I'm still not going to rebel against it. I don't understand. Hey, Please man. help me understand. Amen. 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 It's like a child talking to your parents. You know, we've always been taught all of our lives, don't do as I do, do as I say. And that's how we've taken God. But it's okay to tell the Father, just like my sister said, I don't understand this, like I did when I didn't pass my test. Daddy, I knew I had this. I don't get this. I don't even understand this. It's okay. And in the midst of it all, he gave me peace and said, you may not understand it, but I do. You don't see a couple of things, but I do. You don't see your future, but I do. And for whatever it is, then I had to calm myself down and say, I trust Mm -hmm. you. Like the song Mm -hmm. says, though it's not easy, sometimes the pain in my past, it gets gets all in the way. But I trust you, Mm -hmm. Lord. I truly trust you and I love you. Whatever you say that you meant, again, I Hmm. I got. I got to tell you this. I got to tell you this because God just dropped Please this in do. my spirit. Please and do. using you as an example, okay? Please. And we, as I said earlier, had you passed your test, you would have been, you know, Kesarasa rocks the Sam's Club and off to the races, okay? But what God said, there's somebody you yet need to meet that is pivotal to your future. And had you kicked Sam's Club to the curb, you wouldn't meet them. Because we gotta it. understand delay does not mean denied. It means there's still yes, something yet that needs to be accomplished. I receive it. So, I receive it to the end. You gotta hear me, you guys. When I go into work every day, when I thought it was over. God shows me more and more souls and more and more people I have to reach. I wind up meeting this man. He was um, a Caucasian man, 70, almost 83 years old, 83 years old. And I was helping him because I had to detach the basket to put it on the other side to him. And we were talking, and he looked at me, and he said, I have Alzheimer's. I have, um, please forgive me, like dementia, like that. And he said, mm-hmm. but, but my mind tells me that my legs can walk, but my legs tells me something different. You got to hear me what I'm saying to you. And I began to hold him up, and, he, and I say, take your time. Take your time. Don't, don't step until you feel like you're comfortable. And when he thought he could do it, he began to fall again, and I was holding him up. But what I'm saying is, see, that's God in your life. 
See, a lot of times what's happening is we've, we've gotten dementia, spiritual dementia, spiritual Asperger, spiritual everything. We forget that God holds us up. See, our mind tells us that he can, but our flesh says, I'm not sure. So a lot of times when you get ready to go forth, you can't go forth because, see, your mind says, God says so. And your body says, I don't know. Don't follow what your body says. Follow what your mind says because I was there. So he wouldn't fall. That's how God is. He's there so you won't fall. And all I'm trying to say is I have never felt such rewarding spiritual work in my life. I thought a Sam's Club, I would have cursed it down to the day it was ever made. But I have never, every time I go in there, I expect more and more miracles from God, more and more blessings from him to show me more and more. And I'm telling you, I am amazed how good and how great thou art. You need to be around people to know that when you got your health and strength and somebody telling you, my mind says I can, but my flesh says I can't. See, my sister said today in the beginning of the show, the little things that you take for granted, that you can breathe, mm-hmm. that you can walk, that you can talk, mm-hmm. that you can speak, that you can feel. See, that's the little things you take for granted. Because you look at that because you don't have that kind of car or that kind of job or that kind of house or that kind of relationship. The life is over. I've been there before, too. But as my sister says, this is the day that the Lord has made. Look up and be glad and rejoice in it. You can still walk on your own, talk on your own, breathe on your own. If you can go to the bathroom on your own, y'all think it's nasty, poop or pee on your own, thank God. If you can breathe on your own without an oxygen tank, if you can see on your own without something else helping you see, thank you, Jesus. If you can walk on your own without somebody helping you hold you up, I'm telling you right now, you're blessed. Blessed above all the rest, and I love you guys. Hallelujah. Well, we have come to the end of the show. I'm praying that, you know, you you have been blessed by it. Embrace the transition that God has for you. Embrace the transition that God has for you. Hear me again. Embrace the transition that God has for you. Amen. And know that he will never leave you nor forsake you, but he will walk with you to the very, very end. To him be all the glory. I love you, sis. Have a blessed week in the Lord. And we will meet, Lord willing, same God channel, same God time next week. God bless. Follow it on Facebook if you missed it today. Amen. Amen, amen. Let's keep it real.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.